Hello, everyone, and welcome to all of us. My name is Rachel. We are so glad that you're here with us today. If you're new here at all of us, you will be introduced today to a new face every month at the top of the month. Uh, we interview a woman about her in-process story of God's goodness and faithfulness. And today on episode 28, which I'm always just so grateful for every single episode and every single woman that comes. But today on episode 28 that I've titled The Right Move in the Right Season, we have my new my newer friend, Samantha Franzen. Sam, how are you today? I am lovely and swell and wonderful. How are you doing? Oh, gosh. Thanks for asking. I, like we just talked about before we pressed record, um, am getting ready for the holidays. When everybody hears this, it will be at the top of the year. And so, uh, hello. I, I guess it's not hello from the future, but I guess... <laughs> But, but uh, hopefully 2022 is, is doing a little bit better than 2021. <laughs> no, but anyway, so thank you so much for being with us today. Uh, Sam and I met this past, what was it, fall? Fall 2021 at Camp Well. And so I am happy to have you here today, Sam. When I met you, well, I knew of you through our dear friend, Laura, and, all of, and also one of our All of Us sisters, uh, but it was just a joy and a pleasure to finally put a name with a face and to be your counselor at Camp Well was an even better treat. So thank you for being with us today. Thank, um, you. <laughs> thank you. Well, um, I'd love for you to introduce yourself to the All of Us family. Tell us a little bit about who you are, where you where you live, all the things. Cool. Well, um, as Rachel said, I'm Sam Franzen. Um, I live in Colorado in a town that's north of Denver called Greeley. Um, I have lived here my whole life. I yeah. always joke that I was born and raised and tried to escape once, but I got lured back in by the <laughs> called. And um, we actually really love it here. Greeley's a great community for our family. Um, I'm married to my best friend, Brian. I have two little girls, Amelia, and she is nine. Lucy is seven, so um, they're just a blast, and uh, I joke that my current role in our family is as our executive director of household operations and fun, and the fun part's really important. <laughs> yes, it is, and Sam, I, I loved that you wrote that down, that you said the executive director of household operations and fun. That is the best title ever, first of all, and second, um, I want to affirm and honor that that is a real title and we can laugh about it all we want but it is real and it is true and there are so many people in our community that mirror that same title that you have and um i'm grateful i'm grateful for you i'm grateful for all of those that work in the home full-time and devote themselves to their families and um, to the rearing of their families and loving their families really well and so i definitely wanted to to say that yeah. So see, tell us about your Jesus journey. How did you come to know Jesus? So my G Jesus journey is kind of um, maybe a little bit of a, there's some silly pieces in it, but um, I would say that it probably started at infancy um, in baptism. And I know there are people who are all over the board about, you know, uh, infant baptism and all that mm -hmm. jazz, but I grew up in um, an Episcopal church mm -hmm. and my grandfather was, um, was uh, in a, an Episcopal minister and, um, and he actually baptized me. And I always said when I was a little girl that, um, I actually remembered my baptism, but I also remember being teased a lot about like, about, um, specifically, I, 
I had a, I mean, this is part of my story, but a, a stepfather that was pretty cruel and um, he would tease me a lot about it. Uh, and so that kind of became a space of hurt. And I think I kind of pushed that aside, but looking back at kind of that childlike faith of, mm. uh, of who I was then, I definitely feel like that's when the seeds were planted. And I, um, my papa, that's, that's what I called him. He actually ended up passing a little bit before my first birthday. So mm. I think that it's an incredibly special thing that he was the man that got to bring me into, um, the kingdom of God. And honestly, because I don't, I mean, I didn't get to know him. Um, I find a lot of joy in thinking about, you know, my papa and Jesus just celebrating, yeah. like, you know, this is where it began. Yeah. But the truth of the matter is that, um, I don't think that I really came to know Jesus until probably within the past couple of years of my life. Um, I have always been a practicing Christian. I've, you know, gone to church. I've done all the things I, I grew up in youth group and all of that jazz. But, um, I think that for a long time, I, I really didn't, I didn't know who God was. I think mm -hmm. I operated a lot out of, um, a space of living as kind of an, uh, an orphan in the kingdom of God. Um, so a lot, a lot changed in my life. And one of those big things, um, was attending my first camp. Well, <laughs> I feel like there's always yeah. all <laughs> for camp. Well, um, but yeah, that was, that was a time in my life where, um, I felt that I really, I, I felt the presence of, um, of Jesus. I felt the nearness of the Holy spirit. I felt mm. like that activation occur in my life that I don't think I had ever really allowed to occur before. So, Oh, I love that. Thank you for sharing. When I was reading about your Jesus journey on the blog uh, that you all can access right now at all of us.net. Uh, I was reminded through your Jesus journey that first of all, God meets children. And I know that that sounds simple and maybe silly to some, but it was a reminder to me because often we kind of like, oh, no, no, no. Like, what is, what is he or what does she know? They're small, they're young. And it's like, no, Jesus meets them just like he meets us. And who is to say, you know, that you didn't remember that baptism and what it meant to you and how you're following Jesus now. Um, yeah, it was just a reminder to me. And often in scripture, as we know, that God calls us to have a childlike faith. And, and often he is bringing the children to him while the disciples are saying, come on, we got to go to the next city. And he's, he's yeah. with the children. And so we know from our father that children are important to him, that he listens, that he is speaking to children. And that was just a beautiful reminder through your Jesus journey that you shared. So thank you for, um, allowing us to hear that. I love it. I always ask the Jesus journey question because it's so important to know where we met Jesus. So yeah, thank you. Sure. So Sam, uh, I've titled your episode, The Right Move in the Right Season. And so I want to talk about in 2018, when you decided to completely change course from your career and how you were really just showing up in the world. So can you tell us about what you were doing, what that career change was, and kind of presently what your life looks like. Yeah, I can definitely do that. <laughs> I know that's a lot. But, uh, <laughs> um, yes, let's take a whole big like past your life basically your life and put it into a little tiny <laughs> ball right here. Right. So I feel like a lot of this story kind of goes back to um, 2016 for me. Mm. Uh, I was kind of hot off the back end of having spent, um, 
basically the last four years uh, being just, well, I don't know. I don't want to say that. Take that back. What about you? <laughs> being mom. I yeah. spent the last four years pouring a lot of myself into my girls, um, but it was actually a very challenging time. Um, mother, like those early years of motherhood were incredibly isolating for me. Yes. Um, I didn't have the friend group that I have now. Um, my older sister lived, um, she lived away from me and kind of all of my people mm -hmm. uh, were really busy in life. And um, so, so that was, that was, that was a really hard season. My husband and I went through a really, really difficult financial time during that time as well. Mm -hmm. um, and I am an Enneagram three. <laughs> and so something I do really well is I kind of put up a really good um, facade. I wear a mask really well. I mm -hmm. spent pretty much my entire life um, until the past three years, probably um, wearing that mask and projecting a certain image. And so that was very unhelpful as well in that time where I was in need of connection or community or friends or, or mm. financial support or any of those things, um, really putting, projecting this image of like, we're fine. Everything's fine. It's good. Yeah. We're good. We're good. Um, but I really, I, I found myself a lot of times feeling like I was drowning. We were a, um, one vehicle family in a town that is very, uh, multi-car necessary. Sure, like, sure. I would be at home. Um, in, and I will say, honestly, a lot of days, it sort of felt like I was trapped. I felt, um, I felt very stuck and I felt unseen as well. Mm. Um, and because of some of those financial hardships, you know, I had those experiences where I'd go to the grocery store and my debit card would get declined. And, you know, having my two babies in tow, it was ugh, so much of it, like takes me back to some of those spaces. Yeah. Those are, those are really real experiences for moms, especially, you know, when we're in our twenties and we're sure. still trying to figure life out and, you know, that's where we were at. So anyway, I feel like a lot of those things, once my youngest daughter, Lucy turned two, um, mm -hmm. I decided that I wanted something for me. And, um, I, I came across a, uh, direct sales company that, uh, sort of aligned a lot with some of my own, um, values and things that are important to me. I always joke that, um, I'm like this little hippie mama, like, yes. at heart. and so I'm really passionate about health and wellness and, um, so the company that I came across really aligned with those things. And I decided that I was going to um, dig into and start this from home business. You know, there's, there's so much deal, especially for um, moms like me at that time yeah. in this, like help contribute to your family while also making your own hours and doing it as much or as little as you want. And um, I don't mean to dog on like direct sales at all. I think that that's a great avenue for a lot of, a lot of women that they find success in those spaces, but yeah. I can say wholeheartedly that I was not in a healthy space when I decided to step into that area. Um, so quickly I, um, you know, after I, I joined this company, I found really fast success. I, again, here's my Enneagram three, like I'm going yeah. to all the things. And so I found quick success and, um, that felt exciting. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I also had someone leading me that, you know, I started to recognize, and I don't think that I probably put this in the blog information, but this is coming to me. Um, I found myself really craving, um, mentorship guidance mm -hmm. direction. And the woman that I was working with, I kept like leaning into her, like, tell me what to do. 
tell me I'm yes. right. I really, I think I put a lot of pressure on, on her as a leader for me. Mm. Um, but again, kind of like seeking that worldly um, validation, affirmation, all of those things. So working with that company, um, you know, there are, you know, podcasts all over the place for women who are trying to build a small business sure. and, um, and indirect sales, all that jazz. I, I was gravitating a lot towards podcasts that talked a lot about branding yourself rather than a specific product or a specific, um, like just, just one track. So diversification was kind of became my focus, if you will. Um, I wanted to have more products that I could present to women that fell into that like healthy living um, sure. style. But my, my objective was to make healthier living simplified for women who were busy and didn't have the time to do all of the agonizing research. Cause that can be really overwhelming too. So anyway, I had a website created. Um, it was beautiful. It was branded like so wonderfully. I loved it. <laughs> Here's my dog. Hey! <laughs> I told you he'd do this. This is Cooper. <laughs> I love it. Cooper, welcome to the interview. <laughs> He's my most needy child. So <laughs> oh, anyway, so um, yeah, I, I created this website and then I really started pouring heavily into content creation, um, videos, blog posts, Instagram posts, everything I was doing was mm -hmm. with the intent of monetization. Right. So, wow. So Sam, what you're telling me is like, you know, and again, and I love how you said it's not, it's not about the company that you said yes to, right? This is about Sam. This is about you. And I think what I want to point out for listeners and people watching is God can meet us and work through all of this, right? Like I, I, that would, that is part of your story. And it's as we bring, as you kind of talk to us about the shift and where you are today, before we do that, like, I want to recognize that you had mentioned that you were in an isolated, lonely place. And, and a lot of us mothers or not know what that's like. I would, it's fair to say probably all of us have gone through a season of loneliness, depression, isolation, um, for mothers, postpartum is real. Yeah. You you have yourself um, in these seasons of time. And when you're yearning uh, for connection, community to be seen, and then mixed with, like you said, Sam, your personality type, um, even your gifting, being an Enneagram 3, like all of these things are a recipe for if we're not going to the father completely as our source, then we are going to find something to fill it somehow, some way, right? And yeah. so for you, that looked like this direct sales company. And for you, you crave connection and mentorship and you were leaning yeah. into woman, you know, like, so I want, and, and it sounds like she was almost an idol for you as well. Um, you wanted a mentor, perhaps she was an idol and, and not in her rightful place, you know, in your life. And so I want us to all pause and just take a moment to see that this is all of our lives. And we all have a story where what did we go to, to fill the gap, the space, um, the insecurity, um, whatever it was, wh what was that thing that filled it? Right. Um, I think that this is a good reflection point for that. And so thank you for bringing us, you know, through your story, because I think as we continue to hear it unfold, uh, people will find themselves um, in the story. So, Sam, let's get to this is kind of this is what you were doing career wise. You were moving full speed in this direction, thriving in your career. And then you had a shift. 
you had a change because now you are, like you said, a, you're a working stay at home mother, director of the fun, director of the, you know, the family. Um, how did that career change happen and what caused that shift? Yeah. Um, you know, as you mentioned that, like I'm home and I'm homeschooling my daughters, which <laughs> I, I find as the most comical thing ever because <laughs> you would have asked me at that time, or you would have told me at that time that I would be homeschooling my kids. Um, I would have flat out laughed in your face. I would have just yeah, like, right. hi, you are yeah, crazy. You're a straight yeah. hooky dukes. Bye-bye. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it's, um, it is such a crazy story. And I will tell you that, um, I really, this, the career change came as a total blindside to me. Um, I signed up for Camp Well um, in the fall of 2017, planning on going in the spring of 2018. So um, I went April, 2018. Mm -hmm. And when I signed up, uh, you know, it makes me laugh so hard because when you go to Camp Well, you know, you fill out the questionnaire about like, yeah. why are you coming? And, mm -hmm. and how can we pray for you? And all of the things. And I wish that I still had a copy of what I put in there because it, I, I have to I have that. a copy in like, case you want it. <laughs> I should have pulled that up today. <laughs> yeah. So I, I thought that I was going to Camp Well um, to dream, to uh, refresh and re-energize myself for my business so that I could maybe have some new fresh ideas. Um, that's what I thought I was going to camp well for. And when I, when I got to camp well, um, I felt like I kept coming across and running into women who were living in this place of like what I call like a flow with God. Mm -hmm. it, I had one gal at my table. Um, her name's Jen. And she talked about how her whole Jesus journey had just kind of been like this float with God where it was, it was like, oh, and then we went a little bit this way. And then we went a little bit this way. And I remember being like, that, that doesn't compute, like does not compute, recalculating. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then what happened one of the nights, um, uh, Vivian Mabuni had, uh, she was just getting ready to release her book, Open Hands, Willing Heart. And it had been, I mean, when you go to Camp Well, one of the things it, that it's not a surprise this part, but that um, you just have gifts sitting at your table every single time you sit down. And so her book had been put at our place settings that day. And um, I remember going back to our cabin after we went horseback riding that day and I cracked open her book and I started reading. And the very first part of her book talks about a woman in Africa who has this like total surrender to God that just keeps like giving everything to God and this money that she saves. And she has so much dependence on God and this open-handed living. And, and again, so foreign to me, I did not like, none of that was, was something that I could say like, Oh, I totally get that. I was like, no, why, why would you do that? Um, and you know, these are those, like you say, those only God moments. Um, yeah that night at dinner, I ended up sitting right next to Vivian. She was my person that was mm -hmm. sitting right on my right. And, um, I remember us just having a really special and, and, and really good conversation. And as the night ended and we were headed into doing some of our fireside chats, she and I were chatting about, um, some of the things that I, that I was preparing to do in my business that I had, um, been asked to speak at this, uh, women's conference. And I don't even know how this, this came to be, but 
Vivian said to me, um, she started talking to me about how, uh, how God prunes us and how yeah. uh, white grapes are pruned differently than, than red grapes. And then she looked at me and said, and you know, the craziest thing of all is that sometimes um, God asks us to like cut away a fruit bearing limb. And it Ooh. was <laughs> <laughs> it me, like, I can't even remember really what the rest of our conversation was about because I remember being like stuck right there in that spot of yeah. Uh, this, this is big. And I knew immediately that it was, uh, a, I felt like it was about my business. I felt like yeah. God was saying, um, that, that, I, that I needed to cut away that fruit bearing limb. And I remember going back to, um, my cabin that night and I, I had the privilege of being able to go with some of my girlfriends. And so they were back in the cabin and I, I was like, I think God's telling me to shut down my business. <laughs> and they're like, hey, what? I could have. Really, I wish I could have recorded their faces because <laughs> you know they they had been seeing me in this like sure. I hard. I grind. I do all of these things. Yes. Um, and so I remember them just kind of being like, "Oh, excuse me." <laughs> like, yeah. Oh are, yeah. Are you sure about this? And um, I just I knew it in my heart. I knew that um, there was something there that it was time to it, that it was time to surrender. That it was yes. time to let the things that weren't meant to be mine. Um, sift through my fingers like sand and um, that what was what what was remaining was intended to still be there and the rest of that time um, you know uh, so so Carrie Trotter then mm -hmm. another one of our all of us sisters yes was my counselor that first time and it was interesting I told you this that um, I didn't find out until after I had made this decision that Carrie had actually decided to shut down her ministry you know a few years mm -hmm. prior and so she had like walked this road and God is so intimate so intimate and so, so in the details and it is just like all of those perfect little pieces aligned in a way that um you know <laughs> i was going home to tell my husband that like hey here's this lucrative business that i've been building and doing all these things with and it's bringing income into our family and i'm gonna shut it down <laughs> right so having to have that conversation because i knew leaving campwell it was like a very clear message god god i i felt god saying um, go home and love your people well. Mm, like, mm. Home and love your people well. And so I was taking all of this back home to my husband, who I hadn't spoken to for four days, like a, a long <laughs> conversation at least. And um, interestingly, as nervous as I was, I got home and Brian's response to me was, um, I have been feeling this for a really long time. Mm. And um, I didn't want to crush your dreams. And <gasps> It was um, like, again, just all of these God things. I'm in it also, I mean, so much has changed our marriage since then. Um, just like doors that were, that were like kicked open because of that, yeah. because of that experience that he was able to speak to me um, truths that he felt in his heart, but that he wasn't communicating with me, but things that like, as the man, as my, as my partner, as my, as my person that I am co-laboring alongside for him sure. to feel comfortable to tell me um, that type of information because he saw that, I mean, there, there were, there were damage, there was damage being done um, in our family because of mm -hmm. my pursuits. And I can look back at it now and go, I was rushing bedtime. I was, you know, I was getting to the end of the night and I wasn't engaging with him at the end of the night because it was sure. like, I had to get on and check my Facebook groups and I had to do all these things. And I had to show mm -hmm. up for all of these women that I was, that I was leading, but I wasn't then showing up for my family. Oof. Um, 
So Sam, let me uh, get in for a second because again, this is the, the Campwell story and, and everyone knows about Campwell here at All of Us. If you don't, it's linked everywhere. Um, but this is a place where I have the honor. <laughs> this is a place where I have the honor of serving. And uh, we like to call this on the leadership team the the old bait and switch. What you say. <laughs> You think you're coming uh, to Camp Well for one thing, but the reason why we call it the bait and switch is because this is typically um, in our space how this works is that we in we come to Camp Well in this particular instance with an idea of what we want to get out of it, right? This is us controlling, trying to, you know, make an experience something, we want to get something out of it. And there's nothing wrong with asking and wanting something to be that way. But what we always say is to come in with willing heart, uh, open hands and willing heart, like Miss Vivian Mabuni says. Um, I wanted to tell you too that, you know, Vivian of all people, that's her book, Open Hands, Willing Heart is um, one of our, all of us uh, favorite books, which is right here. It's one of my favorite books. It's one of our favorite books here at All of Us. You can get linked to it in our favorite book section. But one of the things that Vivian writes at the beginning of her book, she says, sometimes having a willing heart means that we release our tight grip on what we think will give us security. Our open hands then become conduits for God to bless and redirect resources as needed. And so when you come, when you, for in your story, came to Camp Well, even though you had an expectation, you had to be open and willing to do whatever God asked you to do after that. And so I want to point that out to people that we can have a lot of inputs into our life. We can have a lot of people telling us to do things. Um, God can be telling us in little and big ways. But if we are not living in an open handed posture with ears to hear and eyes open, we will miss it. And often we miss it. And thank God for his patience and his loving kindness and his specificity. What I love about your story, Sam, is that when you came uh, to Camp Well, even though you came with friends that you knew, that God met you in very specific ways. And he used his people to deliver a message that he knew in that specific atmosphere that you would be ready and willing to hear through Vivian through putting you with Carrie Trotter and her experience at your table. Through many women in the blog, you say, I kept finding myself face to face with stories of women who had fully entrusted their lives to Jesus and the freedom and ease they experienced on the other side of that surrender. And those are not just like random occurrences. God loved you, loves you so much, Sam, and for those of you listening and watching, that he will meet you in very specific ways and he knows his timing and he knows when we're gonna be ready to hear. And so I love that you mentioned that because um, often people will be like, well, I don't feel like God is talking to me. I mean, I never came with an audible voice. And you know, why, why does this girl say, oh, I heard from God. And it's like, no, God is probably talking to you and sometimes he talks through his people yes. and when I hear you tell your story Sam I hear him talking to you yes. using his people and his messaging through through this and through audible voices from sisters and so I just want to I want someone to hear that today yes. that it that open-handed surrender posture is where you want to be because if you're doing that God will come close. He loves you. He will speak specifically into your heart and your life. 
in the ways in which you will be able to receive it. And so I love the telling of your story, Sam. I also love at the end when you came home and you were like, oh, I'm about to tell my, I'm about to drop this bomb, you know? And, and to not know how your husband is going to receive that. And often on all of us, we've had sisters say something very similar to you about how they had to go and, and tell their husband this, or they had to go and tell their husband that. And, even if you're not married, I, I, I was just hearing from a, a sister the other day who's, who's single and had a roommate and was trying to, you know, needed to move out of that home and didn't want her friend to be up, upset about it. God prepares the people that are following him. He prepares their hearts. And I believe, Sam, in your story that he was already preparing your husband's heart to receive what was going to come to him. And then I feel the same way with my girlfriend who was anxious about telling her roommate, you know, like about moving out. And it was like, he was preparing her roommate's heart. Her roommate was following Jesus. And so if we're following Jesus and we're in community with other Jesus followers, we have to trust that God is going to prepare all of our hearts, you know, for whatever is coming our way. And I believe that he prepared your husband's heart. And so that says something too about the company that we keep, those that we decide to marry, those that we decide to be in deep relationship with, um, that we decide to be our roommate, you know, if we're rooming with people. I mean, all of that matters. Um, and you can see how God prepares our hearts and makes it a little bit easier on us, you know, when we make that transition. So thank you. Thank you for mentioning that. So with this, you know, career change, you are, you've now come home, you've now said to your husband, hey, babe, this is all like redirect, uh, you know, making money, now I'm going to stay home. Uh, that's a big deal. And stopping a successful career, especially yours, Sam, that was very visible, uh, very people facing, uh, you know, you're very active on social and website and all the things at the time, that really is countercultural. And so I want you to talk to us honestly about what that shift was like, literally from going from like 360 and then kind of backing up the train, you know, like what was that shift honestly like for you? Um, hard. Back <laughs> <laughs> all the truth. Yeah. yeah. There, there is, there was absolutely nothing easy about, um, stepping into that space and then walking it out. Right. We talk about yeah. that on the other side of Campwell, having to walk out this, this like surrender that I had, that I had done. And, um, I didn't share this piece on the blog, the blog post, but, uh, when I got home, so I was actually leading a group of women as well. And so stepping out of like, saying I'm shutting this down was, yeah. was another really hard conversation as well to have to look at these women and say, Hey, I either brought you into this or we've been walking this journey out together, but I'm, I'm all done. Um, that was a Oof. lot to carry. Uh, but also interestingly enough, um, my website, my beautiful little baby, <laughs> uh, it got hacked. Like it got what? I don't even know how it happened, but one day I went to go log in and I didn't have access. And so I reached out to the gal who created my website and had hosting it. And she was like, this has been, um, what do they call that? I'm like, words are hard. What's the word I'm looking for? Um, that like it, it someone had gone in and taken it yeah. over and totally hijacked my site. And, wow. and it was, I mean, she was like, I don't even see how we bring this back to life because wow. how much would be there. We could spend money and we could dig in and try to like recover, um, old articles, all that jazz. But basically it was like, okay, thanks, wow. for, thanks for that wow. little 
final reminder that like it's done like it is finished um <laughs> this 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 website was like inaccessible no longer available to me um so that was another real clear like you know god's like okay so you're doing this yeah. you're still sort of in it so like mm-hmm. door slams shut right <laughs> Wow. So, so um, talked about, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, um, I was just going to say, um, I know that being that like, you know, public and then like being, you say more anonymous on the blog, um, talk to us about like what that felt like and what, what you learned about Jesus as you looked at his life, um, you know, those years before he started ministry. So, you know, after I, after I went back home, I, um, I stayed in touch with Carrie with Carrie mm-hmm. Trotter. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, she has, she has becoming, that's her, mm-hmm. that's her, um, her platform. And she was going to host a, um, Bible study that, um, that summer for, in this book called, um, anonymous. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's by Alicia Britt Cole and it's, um, anonymous Jesus's hidden years and yours. Mm. And that was exactly the book that I needed because I was going from this place of being very public, like you said, um, projecting this, this put together image. Yeah. And the truth was that like God was calling me into this space of anonymity. Um, and that has really been where that's mid my tenant too. Like that's what I'm walking out every single day is this, um, looking to, God, the father to yeah. lead and guide me. Um, you know, we look to the world so often for validation and affirmation, especially for moms who are at home. Um, we have a, a system of monetary exchange in the United States of America. And yeah. when we aren't monetarily compensated for um, washing the clothes, folding the clothes, putting the clothes away, getting everybody up, getting everyone around, making breakfast, you know, all of those tasks, cleaning the yes. kitchen for the freaking gazillionth time oh, day. Um, yes. <laughs> when, when those are the things we're doing, but we're not given the, the, the monetary exchange that's normally given, um, mm-hmm. that like, how do you, how do you measure your worth? And if you're someone like me who has grown up your entire life, like lots of performance, um, mm-hmm. people pleasing, making people see me, see how great I am. Tell me I'm great. Tell me I'm great. Please tell me I'm great. Um, those were all spaces that I had been living in. So to go from that to then going, no, what I need is I need to find my value in my Mm -hmm. heavenly father. I need to know whose I am. Yes. Stepping into that space, um, was really scary but you go going full circle back to then Jesus, mm-hmm. you know, he spent the first 30 years of his life in total anonymity. He was right. no one special, but mm-hmm. what he was doing was learning and preparing for that day that mm-hmm. God said, let's go. It's time. Yeah. Oh, I love that. So, so yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, that kind of brings me to, you know, our spiritual giftings because, you know, again, you were living a very public life based upon your, your job and what you were doing at that time. Then you go to a, a more, you know, the work of motherhood is unseen. <laughs> it just, it is. And like you said, we, 
we um, qualify a lot of professions and jobs based on the money, you know, and that's just not the way that the kingdom of God works. We all know that, but we are still very human living here in this world. And so battling against that specifically for mothers, I felt that myself, so many of you out there that are listening or watching are currently feeling or have felt that way at one point in your life about motherhood. And, you know, God sees, you know, he, he validates everything that we do. And um, if it's for him, him and for his glory, period, whether we are working at the drive-through, whether we are mothering, whether we are the CEO and making all the decisions, the whole gamut, if he's given it to us and it's for his glory, it's all important to him, right? And so as we think about our spiritual giftings and how we are all so important to the body of Christ and how, you know, in First Corinthians and several other places, it talks about how in order for the body to fully function, all of us need to be operating within our gifting, right? And so as you think about your gifting, Sam, and you know, I love to talk about this so much. I could talk about this all day, um, but as you talk about your giftings um, and in this season specifically, you know, why is it so important for us to remember to kind of stay in our own lane? Because I'm sure you said Enneagram three, like, oh, should I, is there the temptation to kind of go back over here? You know, like, how do you keep yourself from not from staying in your own lane, you know, two questions. How do you keep yourself from not veering off and going off to do something else kind of based on your wiring, you know, or, or the world or what the world says is important? That's question one. And then two is it's like you knowing yourself now more and knowing your spiritual giftings. How do you make sure that you're actually using those spiritual giftings to thrive, you know, in the lane that God has given you? Those are really great questions. <laughs> um, I think that one of the most important things that I have glommed onto uh, in this, you know, in these past three years of my life, um, I absolutely love it. I heard it on Jenny Allen's podcast. I think it was during her first season and it's mm -hmm. um, Dr. John Perkins. And um, the quote is to uh, know God, know yourself, and then make God known. Mm. And um, so that is like, that is like my banner that I've, that, I mean, that is, that is everything. I feel that you have to know who God is. Um, and you have to know then once you know God, then you can understand better those wirings. Like you said, the way that God has created you, the yeah. way he designed you, the unique fingerprint that is Rachel or that is mm -hmm. Sam. Mm -hmm. Um, and that, so I've really, really focused on that because again, you can't jump to knowing yourself in my opinion. And I feel like this is where so much of like personal development, self-help misses, right? Because it's like, yes. oh, do you like figure yourself out, do all of these things. Um, when you miss that piece of first knowing God, um, yeah. you can't go any further than that. That's and I think right. that's where I struggled is I didn't know who God was. And I was jumping mm. into this, like I was very, very in, into self-help personal development and then trying to like, then step into the next stage, right. Of, of trying to help others when I needed to go back to the very beginning. Yeah. So, know God, know yourself and then make God know you can't do, you can't, you can't change up the order. It's got to go that way. Mm -hmm. It's my, it's my belief. At least that's the way that it's got to go. So, mm -hmm. um, so knowing yourself as God designed you, right. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's where, um, it's huge. That's where we need to, that's where if, if you're feeling like you're struggling, in identity, mm, like dig into, dig into the word, 
Yeah. And then also dig into the things that will help you better understand who God designed you to be. And that's why I love, like, you know, you're such a fan of, of um, spiritual gifts. And, yeah. you know, I've also used Strengths Finder. I've also mm -hmm. used the Enneagram as tools, not as yes. like be all end all. This is who that's I right. am, but as tools to help me better understand those things about me. So if you're someone who's like, I don't even know how to begin understanding myself. Those are some of the tools that I have personally used to be able to understand, like you said, my wiring. And when I talk about Enneagram three being this achiever, like it makes so much more sense that when I'm not living in a space of health, I'm doing one thing when I'm operating in health, I'm doing something different. Um, so one of my top spiritual giftings, because you talked about that a little bit, um, yeah. you know, is, is the, the gift of exhortation. Mm -hmm. And, um, I also believe firmly that the areas that are our greatest giftings are also the spaces where we are most primed for spiritual attack. Yes. Um, for the kingdom of darkness to come in and say, is that really right? Is that, mm -hmm. like, do you, and it just plants all of those seeds of doubt, but I have felt my own voice under attack for a lot of years mm. that I'm having to taper, you know, who I am and what I say, because I don't want to offend, or I don't want to um, hurt, or I don't want to have someone feel unincluded. And the more that I censor, um, the more that I find myself um, watering down what God has given to me to share with the world. Ugh. So um, really leaning into that space. I mean, I, and, and, and I have an amazing friend group and I don't say that in a braggadocious capacity, I literally, it's funny because I, my friend group that I have right now, I seriously, every single one of them, there's like a borderline, uh, I don't want to say stalker because that's not <laughs> like, right. But that I pursued friendship sure. that I went after people that, um, I was interested in engaging in friendship with. And I have stories with every single one of them basically where it was like engaging with the type of community that I wanted. And now I have this really amazing friend group of women and, you know, Laura, um, Laura mm -hmm. Frazier being one of them. Mm -hmm she just is constantly speaking into me this like that I have a voice and that I have an ability to deliver a message in a, in a clear way um, that that brings for, forward truth. And um, I, this past year, felt like God put the word brave um, and specifically like brave communication on my heart. Mm -hmm. I have engaged in some of the hardest, bravest conversations with some of my friends, with my family that have literally had me like you know, Mary Catherine Gallagher, like, yeah. <laughs> like this. And then, <laughs> you us back to the old Saturday Night, Saturday Night Live. <laughs> like th those types of conversations where my voice is shaking, where I am like, what is yeah. is not mine. It is, it yeah. is like that is Holy Spirit. And, and that is why I'm just like, I guess I'm really passionate about digging into that process of knowing God, knowing yourself. And yes, and I feel like I'm, I'm still living in that space of, of, um, knowing, um, knowing myself in God and, and, mm -hmm. and continuing to put down those deep, deep roots. Like I talked about the season of anonymity. It feels always like that, that anonymous season is winter, right? But it's mm -hmm. there is a time of rest for trees. It's a time when they put down their deep roots. And yeah. so I feel like that is where, you know, um, this progression of like cutting away the fruit bear, bearing limb. And I've been in this season of putting down deep roots in, in God and his word and who he says I am. And, you know, on the other side of that is spring. And so I kind of sit in this expectant space of, of spring 
Um, so good. So I good. I answered everything. No, you did. You did. You did. And, you know, I think it's important. You, you said a lot of important nuggets in there for us. But I mean, being tethered to Jesus, right? I mean, first and foremost, but then you talk about how no, starting to know yourself, um, know Jesus, you know, know how God made you, what he says about you, and then start to know how, like how he created you, which is like you mentioned, tools like the Enneagram, the Shrink Finder, and all these things that we can do tools to help us understand how God made us. I believe that there's so much freedom and knowing after you get to know yourself and knowing how God wired you and seeing that he specifically designed you, you know, as a masterpiece to do his good work in this world. And so once you start to uncover and really pull back the layers on who you are, there's a freedom and, and walking in that of like, this is who I am. And knowing your giftings, like knowing you knowing, Sam, that you have the, one of the gifts of exhortation. And then also communicating that to those that you're doing life with. I believe that as your community, Laura, and your friend group and other people in your life to then remind you of that gifting so that it can be called out of you and it doesn't stay dormant. And I think, like you said, Satan loves for those giftings and the way that God has created us. If he, if we can just keep all that dormant, if we can just not do, if we could just push it off to the side, if we, whatever we can do to screw that up so that uh -huh. we completely walk out the plan that God has for us, he would love to do. And so knowing God, staying tethered to him, walking with him so closely, getting to know yourself and then bringing Christ-like community that's following him as well along in that yeah. is the recipe that we want here as we're living these stories, you know, these in-process stories that you're talking about. Sam, you mentioned the cutting back and, you know, we're kind of going back to a, a, like the word that Vivian gave you and you cutting back. Um, what has that cutting back in your life um, and that, you know, going from a, a anonymous winter season and now you're coming out on the other side of this. Not, not that it's over, right? I mean, you're still in process and you're still living that out, but you are, God is showing you, he has shown you some fruit because of your obedience to cut back. Um, and we know that that obedience is not easy. We know that it has been hard in a lot of different ways. But what has, has been some of that fruit that you've seen from the cutting back? I, I think most importantly, um, I see the Holy Spirit alive in my family. I think yes. that's one of the biggest things. And, you know, I will be, I will be very honest in saying that that is a, that is a prayer and a, um, and, and a request in our family daily is that, um, that the Holy spirit will be activated. Cause I think that yes. that's an important part of this progression as well, is that, um, asking the Holy spirit to lead in those spaces. I, I listened to a podcast, um, just yesterday about, you know, it, the, the power of, um, the Holy spirit descending upon Jesus at baptism and that it wasn't until the Holy spirit descended and that activation occurred that then Jesus went out in performance. Yes. And so, um, I think that that's one of the, the first things I see, I see a very intimate relationship with Jesus, with the Holy spirit, with, with the father, God, with that triune, the, every, every element of that, bringing a different piece into our, into our day in day out. But what I'm getting to do then is I'm getting to share that with my daughters. Um, and they're getting to, step into their own faith at a much earlier age than, um, than I did. They are, 
practicing quiet time with me in the morning during our homeschool and these girls, the stuff that they come mm-hmm. back to me with when they journal, you know, and it's, again, that kind of goes full circle to us starting our conversation. I'm now getting this opportunity to tell my girls, yes, yes, you are hearing from God. Jesus, yes, yes. have those things happening in your world and tell me about them. I want to know more. Please tell me more. So I think that that is one of the most beautiful mm-hmm. ways that I'm seeing through um, in mm-hmm. my life. And, and, you know, seeing them, seeing them hear from God also spurs me on. It encourages me. It gives me a, an additional hope and, um, and also pushes me into those spaces to, to, to listen what it sounds like to hear from God, because in the, we, you know, we also kind of talked about this a little bit earlier that God uses people. Right. And so yeah. here I am a 30, how old am I? 35, 35 year old woman. And, and God is actually using my children to speak to me. And Amen. That so special. And I feel honored daily to walk alongside of them in this journey, like that I am getting to shepherd them, to steward them. Um, that's probably the very first and most like in, amazing way that I, I'm seeing this fruit come forth. And the other really and truly is in my marriage. Um, I believe that uh, Vivian also spoke at that camp well about um, the Acer. I always Mm -hmm. say it wrong. Yeah, I just go back (laughs) to Acer. Yeah. And and that, you know, she talked about how how Eve is taken from Adam's rib. Like they were intent, like we have been intended to do this thing called marriage side by side. And how important that is. And and I'm getting to walk alongside of my husband now, like you say, staying in our own lanes that I'm able to um, love our family and keep those things on track and, um, and, and create a space of peace so that Mm -hmm. every day he gets sent out and he can go out and do what he does best, which is my husband is a dreamer. And I am so thankful for that gifting in him. Um, And for a long time, I found myself trying to compete with that. Like I've got to dream bigger. I've got to be more, I've got to do more which kind of led us into the space that we were in, the more that I just like, I find myself, I really am. I'm finding joy in this space of, yes. of service to my family because it matters. Like, yes, it does. Say it again. It, it matters. matters. It matters mm-hmm. that you are supporting your family, that you are tucking babies in at, at bedtime, that you, are, that you are doing the laundry and that you are giving them clean clothes, that you are yeah. giving them, a stable and sturdy foundation from which to build their lives. Because the truth of the matter for me is that I didn't always have that as a child. And Mm -hmm. I actually had a lot of trauma that that's a huge part of my story. A lot of what I've walked through in these past three years is, is digging into my own story Mm. to understand like, this is why you do this this way. Right. Of our individual history matters in who we are today. So for us to lay that strong foundation moms like i see you it's important yes. it matters and so yes it does um those have been some of the biggest ways you know i get to see my husband so many things that are happening i really was the person in our family that kind of um was the catalyst for all of these changes mm-hmm. and i have been staying in my own lane i've been running my own race and my husband has kind of been coming along gradually in some of these spaces, but I am seeing the Holy Spirit move in him in a way that like, is that only God moment. It really, really, it is so special to see him coming alive in those spaces as well. And just see us, you know, just keep doing this, right? Like 
Yes. What this race in life is supposed That's to look right. like is having people that are that are there to do it alongside of you. And you get to encourage when they're weak and and they get to encourage when you're weak and and you you bring each other forward. That can be with your friend groups, with your with your marriage, whatever. But I think those are the biggest ways that that um I am seeing seeing fruit and gosh dang the generational yes. change that has yeah. been broken because of the work that I have done. Like that is freedom. Amen. I Amen. walk out on this side of that hard, hard work I have done mm-hmm. is what freedom looks like. And there is peace there. There is joy. There is abundance there. Like the more that you find that who God made you to be and understanding and, 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 and really working on those hearts too, because I do not want to diminish what it mm-hmm. looks like to, uh, to heal trauma. Sure. That, that is powerful, hard work, but it is so worthwhile. Amen. Well, Sam, thank you so much for being with us today. It was the right move in the right season for you, but you were in a place to where you were ready and willing and obedient mm-hmm. to what God wanted you to do. And it is not, it, it is not easy to step away from something that is not essentially broken. And so for somebody that's watching or listening today, and you have been hearing in little and big ways, God telling you to stop, halt, retreat, cut back, pause. Um, If he's been telling you that today, we're going to encourage you to listen, to trust him, to know that he is not going to be withholding any goodness from you. He can't do that, that he has you in the right season for the right time. And we're just praying and believing with you today that you will make the right move in the right season. And if you don't, if you don't make the right move in the right season, we have a patient and kind and loving yeah. God that will meet you wherever you are. And so, Sam, thank you so much. Before we end today, I want to I always end with the rapid fire question. So, um, Here we go. Are you ready? God is. I think this one is for me that God is worth intimately knowing. Mm. God's move is the best move because. So um, my, my answer here is through surrendering to his will, we find and we attain true freedom. That is what this other side of this looks like is. The more that there's surrender, the more there is freedom and joy and peace and all of those things. So, and then all of us are better when all of us are better when uh, we are walking out and we are relishing and celebrating in the unique fingerprint um, that is the life that God designed for us. So good. Well, thanks for being with us, Sam. You can find more about Sam on our blog at allofus.net. She has written a beautiful blog post for you all to enjoy and to read. And please join us on our next Engage and Encourage with her. We will have the date coming soon for you to where you can engage with her on one of our Instagram lives, ask her questions, encourage her, thank her for being so bold and brave today to tell her in-process story. Um, Drop into her DMs on Instagram. Let her know how she's blessed you. Love on her. This is not easy. And uh, we're just praying and believing that, again, you're going to make the right move in the right season. Just stick close to Jesus and get a good couple of gal gal friends with you to help steward you along the way. So we love you. We'll talk to you soon, Sam. Thank you so much. Thank you, Rachel.
Bye.